Welcome to Doing a World of Good, a podcast from the American Institute of Chemical Engineers and generously supported by Raj and Kumla Gupta, shining the light on the positive works of our members and supporters. I'm your host, Bob Norp. It's fair to say that all of the engineering professions have struggled to bring women into the field, which is why efforts like the Rising Stars Workshop which is a program developed under our All for Good Engineering for Inclusion initiative, are so important for lifting up, recognizing, and encouraging the efforts of women in our industry. And to tell us more about the Rising Stars Workshop and their own experiences participating in the inaugural 2018 event, we have two women from the team at Covestro. First up, we have Jessica Boyer. Jessica is an advanced processing application engineer in the polycarbonate division at Covestro where she also serves on the Global Polycarbonate Safety Team. Jessica, welcome to the program. Thanks, Bob. Now, next up, we welcome Jenna Caputo. Jenna is a polyether process technology expert, providing detailed engineering support to Covestra's polyether manufacturing sites globally. Jenna, welcome. Thank you for having me, Bob. Now, I have so much to talk about, so many questions I want to ask you about your experience with this program. But for the sake of our listeners, I think it'd probably be a good idea to tell us a little bit about the Rising Stars Workshop itself. So, Jessica, maybe you could feel this question first. What's it all about? And then maybe you can both talk a little bit about what roles you played in the 2018 session. Yeah, this is a great question to start off. Yeah, it was a Basically, it was a great opportunity to network within the field of female engineers and basically share experiences and, you know, our leadership roles, as well as discussing roles as a female in, like, meetings and projects. Um, yeah, so our basic play, you know, and what we did in that session is, like, we had a guest speaker uh, discuss leadership to us and, and basically how to build up confidence working in team environment. So we were asked different types of questions on how, we would handle different scenarios and how like gender plays a role in specific situations. And, and to add, a, go ahead, sorry. go ahead, Jenna, please. Uh, just to add a little bit onto what Jessica was saying. Um, there was also a panel of women who are in executive positions in their companies um, that fielded some questions for us about how to deal with confidence issues or things that we can do to help, uh, prepare ourselves for leadership roles. And you felt like the sessions were valuable to you in personal ways? Did you get uh, some kind of insight out of when, any of the sessions that you might want to share? Uh, Jenna, how about you? Anything that kind of rose to the top and you kind of said, that's a key nugget that I really want to hold on to for you know my career and for my advancement? There was a lot, actually. Um, and Kind of as Jessica mentioned, one of the big focus areas of the seminar was on confidence. And actually, there was even a pre-read um, that was called the confidence gap that talked about differences in confidence between women and men and things that we do in society, maybe without even realizing them, that um, kind of kind of set these behaviors into place. But I noticed things within myself that I have done. Um, to give an example, one of the statistics that they talked about was that um, women will typically, on average, only apply for a job if they meet 
or if they meet 100% of the qualifications and men will apply if they meet 60%. And I've caught myself doing that with opportunities. Um, and also things like how how to have how your posture can impact your confidence when speaking. So really a lot of tips that that I feel like have helped me already on a day to day basis at work and outside of work. And how about you, Jessica? Anything that were kind of rose to the top in terms of the, the session outcomes that kind of spoke to your heart? Yeah, like yeah, the ad was like up to Jenna's comments and everything. Um, basically, one thing that hit me is like, you don't realize that almost every girl and woman out there feel the same way. So you're not really alone in the boat. So, you know, in the male dominant field, you feel like you're the only person, you know, at sea. But really, everyone is feeling the same way as you. Is that so what... gain that perspective from other, you know, other people, then you realize that maybe we are doing something differently and not realizing it. And, and, and to follow up on that, is that what first drew you to this particular program? Um, the, the opportunity, not just to network, but to get that additional confidence or identify those areas of your, your personal performance where you could improve and, and uh, essentially be more effective at communicating your own needs and own desires and own um, initiatives within the organization. Yeah, it does. I mean, yeah, this opportunity you know, to learn from experts in the field and, you know, people who have done this before, you know, at your, you know, position just starting out and then moving their way up, you know, the leadership chain to like upper management. So understanding what they had overcome definitely helps us, you know, as an early career engineer, what we need to do in the future to develop our skills. Now, an interesting part about both of your backgrounds, you're, you're both involved in Covestro's I3 STEM program, which helps inspire elementary school through college-age students to pursue STEM-based careers. Jenna, how has your experience with this program shaped your views on diversity and inclusion as a whole, and specifically the needs of young women considering or actively pursuing careers in engineering? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so this is interesting. I've actually had more female students than male students job shadow me, and I do quite a bit of job shadowing. Um, but that's pretty cool to me being in a STEM field that with some of the younger students, we are seeing more and more women. But um, I would still say that in general, the young women tend to be less likely to self-promote or talk about some of their great accomplishments, whether that be in job shadowing or even in some interview panels that I participated on um, than male students. Um, and, and to expand on that kind of a little bit more, so my first, my, my first role with Covestro was actually in one of our manufacturing sites. And um, I can remember uh, being almost kind of embarrassed at some of the things that I didn't know, some of the terms they would use in this manufacturing site and, and thinking maybe that um, I was supposed to know these already. But now that I've been in the field for a little bit, I know that that just because I was a woman and there were a lot of men there didn't mean that all of the men knew these things right when they started either. So I try to also kind of have those talks when I have students shadow me 
um, to try and encourage them to be open um, to some of the more hands-on opportunities within engineering and, you know, letting them know that, that yes, you have your engineering schooling, but it's not like you're expected to know all of these things from day one. You learn a lot of it through experience. So I've tried to kind of share my personal experiences and things that, that I've been held back by in terms of confidence um, in hopes that whenever they take on a new job, they'll they'll be more willing to ask, what what does it mean when you say you're pancaking a line or something like that? So. Yeah, I, it, it sounds like, you know, from both the, the program materials and your own experience that you've really identified a core difference uh, between men and women in the organization, which is that men tend to have that additional confidence and women are more reticent to ask questions. And I'm wondering, you know, when you're talking to a whole bunch of students and they're, as you say, drop shadowing you, following you around, um, I'm wondering how much of this confidence gap is depressing the enthusiasm for younger students, especially women, to pursue an engineering career and how much, you, you know, adjusting that confidence gap and building up confidence within the young women who are pursuing this career in the first place may actually help them to survive through the educational process and actually become engineers. Uh, is, is that a real problem? Is that something that's really occurring in keeping women out of the field even though they have early enthusiasm for it? Um, I'm sure it's happening to some degree. I think that over the years that that's probably improved some. Um, but I would say when I first started in the manufacturing site that I mentioned, there were very few women and even it hasn't been that long, but even in the time since I was there, there are more women. So I think that it's improving, but I'm sure it's definitely holding some, some women back. So I know whenever we visit schools or talk to groups of students and even in my personal life, I, I try to kind of encourage encourage young women to be open to these kinds of opportunities. But also, um, having attended this seminar, I learned a lot of skills that I that I didn't have before. So even if maybe early on you aren't exposed to this or you're not aware of how this confidence gap is impacting you, um, you can still learn tools later on that can help you to overcome some of the challenges that you're facing. And let, let's uh, let's keep talking about that. And I'm going to move over to Jessica here. What what role do you see the Rising Stars Workshop playing in addressing some of the needs we just talked about? I mean, do you see it more as an encouragement to people, helping them to advance their careers, or can it actually bolster and strengthen career trajectories of participants? What are your thoughts about that? Yeah, in general, you know, as you when you attend these workshops, you always want to take away something, right? Either a message or a skill that you can implement, you know, you know, I mean, uh, immediately. But uh, with the with that type of workshop, um, I was going into it, I think, thinking it differently, thinking that maybe I'll develop a new skill. Mm. But really, they they honed on both perspectives, you know, encourage us to be more confident and sort of in our workforce, you know, I mean, take that initiative to do something. If you have an idea, you know, run with it. Don't be afraid to hold back. Um, but also I think, you know, I believe this program can evolve over time and further develop and, you know, proactively mentor 
maybe young female engineers um, that want to be, you know, leaders down the road. And that's that's a key part of this. I mean, there the I three program that you do at Cavestro is got to be directly impacted by uh, involvement in something like the Rising Stars Workshop. Uh, do you see yourself more equipped to deal with these young women's concerns and to help uh, expand the ranks of women in the engineering field? I mean, do you feel equipped to be that that role model for younger women? Yeah, I think, yeah, I think, I mean, thinking back on it at first, I'm like, I didn't think I could be a role model, but you know what I mean? After going through it, just, just being here and being in the field and doing it and understanding, you know, the workplace and the work environment, you can definitely, you know, share your experience. And first off, it could be intimidating at first for younger people, you know, to step in that role, but you know, over a period of time you're gonna be feel more comfortable and you know talking to mentors that have done this before I think it'll be easier for them to transition from a school or a university into the workforce how about you Jenna do you feel like this workshop is not only helping you personally but also advancing your ability to be a role model be that figure of a, a strong woman in this field that's traditionally dominated by men um, and be an inspiration to them. I Yeah, I definitely feel like it's helped me with that. I mean, just being kind of aware that other people feel this way too. I think Jessica had, had mentioned that earlier, um, being aware, you know, that, that if, if you have, a, if you're meeting with a female student and, she's kind of quiet about something. And, and I'm thinking that this might be a little bit confusing, maybe like encouraging, asking the questions or getting personal, personal and talking about some of my own experiences. I feel like even the seminar has just made me aware of so many more things, um, that I can really use that and, and kind of take a second and think, okay, is, is this because of the lack of confidence issue and, and how can I help to alleviate that? Um, and also there were some, there were some really specific tools that I've, I've talked about, not just in I3 STEM and not just at work, but even with other young women in my personal life, um, talking about like practicing different postures and, and how you can feel more strong and, and how like you have more of a voice just by physically taking up more space. So I've definitely tried to pass that, that word along. So, so hopefully that's having an impact already. Now talk about, uh, if you would, I'd love for you both to share what your vision is for this program as a whole. Obviously 2018 was the inaugural event um, I, I know that the, the Institute is w working toward, uh, the next event and trying to help people to, um, get involved with it and get excited about it. So what Jessica are your long-term hopes for the program and how do you envision it evolving and growing over time? I mean, it looks like it's, it sounds like it did a great job of inspiring both of you already, but where does it need to move in order to become uh, an ongoing resource for people like you? Yeah, I'm hoping that, you know, as it expands and grows, it, it creates a network for, you know, female engineers to 
to talk, um, not within a chemical industry, but maybe across multiple industries as well. And, and also support development of future female leaders um, in the chemical industry. So if someone does have a, you know, aspire to be a leader, how can this program support them or give them some extra tools um, that could lead them in that direction? And Jenna? Um, my hope would be that we could eventually expand this program or some version of it to teachers or maybe parents or programs like I3STEM um, to get some exposure to even younger female engineers. I mean, it's great that we had it at this age and we can apply these skills moving forward in our careers, but we also learned how some of these behaviors, uh, we, we learn from things we're rewarded for or punished for as children and how that can Im impact our confidence and our behaviors long term. So if I think if there was greater awareness, either in teachers or parents or both, um, it could help kind of stop kind of stop what's causing this confidence gap in the first place. So I think it would be great if there was one aspect for um, students or children, maybe, and, and then keeping this aspect for women who are already in their careers. Do you see that as being part of the same event, maybe a, a subset of the main event, or do you see that as being a separate event entirely that would just be complementary to the, the main event that you, you attended? I think it could be a separate event. And I think that the goals would be maybe a little bit different. Um, this confidence gap was a, a big part of the seminar, but um, we did also have other aspects that were more applicable to being in the in the engineering fields and actually working in industry. So that might not be um, as applicable to parents or teachers, but but some of the things that are more focused on how these behaviors come up in the first place, I think would would be a separate program. Um, before we move on to our, our final thoughts and advice and things like that, Jessica, I'd love to hear if what else you felt impacted about this event. Obviously, the confidence gap issue was, uh, was high in terms of your, your estimation of the value of this organization and the, the value of this event. Um, but what else did you get, find or pull out of this event that, that really spoke to you and and help to shape the way that you're looking at your career going forward. You know, uh, one of the aspects they, you know, touch base on is, you know, work-life balance, right? So a lot of, you know, females think that, you know, we're supposed to stay at home, take care of our kids all the time and do all the work and try to be, you know, kind of like the superwoman. But have like it they all, said they is say. that <laughs> Yeah, have it all. How, how can you have it all, right? right? A lot of people say that to you. And, you know, just listening to them and taking that in, you just have to realize what is important to you and what's important to your family and try to balance that out. Yes, you're not going to be able to be superwoman all the time, but you have to make that extra effort and, you know, detail, you know, maybe this soccer game is really important to my daughter or son. I have to go to that. And, right. then, and then separate work out of it. You know, I mean, if it's something simple that is not that important to them, maybe, you know, you can focus on work in that perspective. So that was kind of an eye opener from my end, too. 
Yeah, prioritization is a tough, a tough thing to manage. How about you, Jenna? Did you find the prioritization uh, element to also be inspiring, or did you pull out something else from the event that kind of spoke to you? I did for sure. Um, some of the executives on the panel actually did talk about instances like Jessica mentioned where um, they had to choose children's activities or something over work uh, requirements or um, obligations. So it was good to see that you could still be an executive um, and and still make sure that you're meeting these other needs of your family. So that was really good to see. Um, they also talked about um, some some techniques for, you know, kind of ex- accepting things or if you're stressed out, how you can kind of deal with that a little bit um, with all of the pressures coming from different directions. So that was great. And like we talked about earlier, just the opportunity to network with so many peers from other company was really a great experience. Well, let's wrap this up in a nice bow with a final piece of advice from each of you. Jessica, I'd love to hear what kind of uh, advice or nugget of wisdom that you can offer our listeners who might be considering a career in chemical engineering, especially uh, people who are underrepresented within the ranks of the engineering profession. Yeah, if you have like you know, to the desire to work in the chemical industry, like don't be afraid to step outside your comfort zone. Um, if you know you have a desire to do it, go for it. Um, you know you have to make sure that career fits for you as a person, and uh, if it does, then you should you know go for it, tackle it. You know, take it you know one semester at a time or you know one month at a time, but. Um, I think it's up to the person, and if they desire to do it, they should go for it. And Jenna? Um, So definitely you're going to have to work hard. It's a lot of hard work, but there's so many opportunities that it's very rewarding. Um, But I would also add to that, don't be afraid to question the status quo. A lot of times things have been done for years and years and years just because that's the way they've always done them. And you might have a new idea. And if you do, don't be afraid or worry that it might be stupid just because they haven't done it that way. So don't be afraid to question the way they've always done things and bring up your ideas and see if they can be explored. Well, this has been a fascinating conversation. Thank you both for joining us today. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you for having us. Our guests today have been Jessica Boyer and Jenna Caputo. For more details about some of the topics we discussed or to find out more about the Doing a World of Good program, visit doingaworldofgood.org. And that does it for this episode of Doing a World of Good. If you'd like to subscribe to this podcast, search for us on your favorite podcast directory or visit doingaworldofgood.org. On behalf of everyone at the American Institute of Chemical Engineers, I'm Bob Norp. Thanks for listening. Thank you.